I'm back, baby. Yeah, Philly vs. the World episode, whatever we're on. <laughs> I'm just getting over my uh, two-week hangover for my birthday. That's why we couldn't do a show. Yeah, that's why you don't even know what week. episode we're on. Yeah, no, that's why I don't know. But uh, Season we, 2, episode 5. Yeah. We got breaking news. Philly vs. the World mm-hmm. is officially WHIP's number one podcast. Ooh. So, I just got uh, the news. I feel power. Congratulations, feel like, fellas. We've finally made it. I feel like I'm going to like quit and make my own podcast now. Yeah. Ooh. Well, I, I think I probably will eventually. So I think I'm more valuable. That's what Instinct did. That's how the Beatles ruined everyone. You know, they got everyone really big ruined and then, everyone's like, everybody childhood. Just, you know, got mad and left. What did you guys do last week on the uh, day off? The bye we were week? celebrating your birthday. Yeah, yeah. Right. we all celebrated, of course. So yeah. I was completely sober to try to balance out how many drinks you were having. And Drew, yeah, no, you, you couldn't have any drinks because you're not of age to drink. No, you're right. Yeah. So I just stay at home and had a Capri Son, read my Bible, you know. Stuff I, like I that. don't drink at all, so. Yes. Congrats. Because you're wearing a police hat right now. I am wearing a police hat. <laughs> but listen, there's a reason why I wear this hat. Because one, it's black, which is cool, right? Two, police hats badass, right? Three, it's the only hat that I have that fits my head. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we well, all just saw how fat I was as a kid, right? <laughs> I lost all the fat on my body, t- kind of. But the fat is still in my head. That's all the knowledge you have. Oh, sure. Thanks. Of how to flip the pizzas. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Wow. I got to admit you. One one racist comment after another. I got to admit, though, you've been posting a lot of cloud about the pizzas that you make. Yeah. I want to try the buffalo chicken Sicilian one. You know, right? Dude, that, isn't that bad? I've never dude, seen that. so good. I love Sicilian. Dude, I've never honestly, seen buffalo yo, chicken Sicilian. Honestly, I have an orgasm in my mouth when I eat that. That's it intense. Is, you know what is. we should do? We could record a live Philly vs. the World podcast from John's Pizza. Oh. In the back with Vinny, with Cousin I Vinny. You, I don't think you could. And Cousin Mario no, and Tony, Grandpa Tony could be there. Uh, no, I don't have any grandparents And they could anymore. all give their takes on what we have to say. Chris could talk about New York and they could go on and on about it. You guys could come up to the show. Anytime you want, I don't care. We should do a live show from the pizza place. That would be so sick. That would be so tight. I don't yeah. think you could. John, you could have a flip of the pies while we uh, well, talk of the sports. I don't think we could do it, but whatever. Well, you, you gonna you're me? like the boss there, man. I'm not the boss. I'm the boss's son. You're like uh, that's even better than you're being like the boss. A, you're sure. like you're like Chris Moltisanti in The Sopranos. Christopher Moltisanti. Christopher Moltisanti. Well, yeah, you're like the boss. I guess like, so. I so guess you so. could do it if you want to do it. We can do All it. All right, why not? The fans want it. Okay. The, the fans, fans want it. Yeah, I'm getting I'm How getting live text fans? alerts that people are saying this is a fans, great idea. All the, the fans. Live text <laughs> <on a podcast>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Our fans could come. They could come watch us do it at the pizza place. That's and then exactly they could cool. buy some pizza. They could see you uh, twisting the garlic right, knots. Let me, let, me, let me talk to Salvatore. Salvatore. Make sure to talk to Vinny. I want to talk to him. All right, sure. I don't know who he's talking to, but he's talking to someone. Somebody. Somebody with an Italian name, so I know he's not Salvatore's my dad. Oh, okay. Papa Perfect. John. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> John's, that's like the American or, version. Or John's pop. <laughs> All right. Let's get into the show. Yeah, too much, too much bad. bad. All right, guys. First question. The Jets and the Browns have underperformed so far this year with a lot of hype coming into the season. Will any of their coaches, Adam Gates or Freddie Kitchens, get fired before the end of the season? And if so, who and why? The Jets... Should have fired Adam Gates last week. They should have left him under the bridge in in Philly. Throw a bunch of cheesesteaks on him. Just leave him there under the tunnel with a bunch <laughs> of the guys selling the t-shirts. We should have never thrown cheesesteaks. That's a waste of a cheesesteak. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, 
I'll I don't know. New, we'll throw away New York crappy cheesesteaks. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're we'll not just, worth anything. You know, just pile on, Leave you know? Him. You should have left him. <laughs> all the wasted you food. Left him no one's all, starving, right? You should have left him with all the trash in the uh, at the Lincoln Financial Field parking lot because that's what he is. He's a trash coach, Adam Gates. And you know what? John, I didn't like this hire to begin with, and you try to tell me it's a good hire. I, no, I said it's a good hire for Sam. I didn't say it's for the yeah, team. Great. Guess Sam. what? All he did was get Sam Darnold mono. Oh, yeah, because he's the one who made out with Sam. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But, I mean, it just so happens last year he had mono. Now Adam Gates is here. He has mono, right? Like, Wait, I, Adam Gates had mono? No, no. Adam Gates is here, and now Sam Darnold has mono. Oh, yeah, because that's all Adam Gates' fault. How's it his fault? Uh, he was <laughs> hanging out know, in Miami. Ah, uh, because no, it's what? What? No, it's because Sam Darnold I'm was hooking up with some Broadway hoes. That's I'm, why. I'm, I'm, I'm blaming it on Adam Gates. You know why? Because I don't like him, and he yeah. sucks. Oh, yeah. I can well, see the emotional. Guess, no, and now, and now I'll get yeah. to my realistic part of it. Okay, right, that was my on, funny part. Okay, he it wasn't has not that funny. Yeah, I thought it was pretty funny. <laughs> he he has not learned his lesson. From what went wrong in Miami, he okay. lost the locker room. Had problems with the upper management. I think he's on the verge of losing this locker room. I really think he is. Okay, that's fine. And you know what? I just don't think he's the right guy for this job. Get rid of him before things get worse. And I, I, I th- I'm sorry, Drew. Hold on one second. No, I no. think it's unfair to judge Adam Gaze already based on a guy he has that he could have picked up on an intramural team. Okay, that's not fair to him. I saw enough from Adam Gates week one. With his terrible play calling, because you were he, drunk at the game. I wasn't and you drunk. Already hate him. I told you're you I wasn't drunk. You're discounted. You're I was sober sure for that were. game. We all believe that. I was stone cold sober. That's why stone it hurt. cold. Stone you, we cold can go sober. back and review the tapes. Yeah. And you said you were trashed at the beginning, but no, sober no, no, no. by the end. I said yes. I drank a little bit in the beginning. I had two beers. I wasn't trashed. Okay. All right. We'll check the tapes. Uh, yeah. Check the but, tapes. But, go but, back to New York. Check with Mike Ferrara. Check the tapes. Okay. But okay. But Chris, I think you have to give a fair chance to Adam Gaze. No. You have no shot. Of winning the season anyway. Well, we had a shot. No, you didn't. Yeah. Not with the injuries that you suffered. Yeah. You even said it yourself. Going into week two, you didn't have your best linebacker. You don't have your best and offensive just, lineman. You don't have your not, quarterback. But the life, he just, and I know what you mean. There's no quarterback there. I, I get it, right? There's just been no life, no fight. And every time he sit, sits up there and talks to the media, he just sucks the way he, he represents the team. He sucks the way he answers questions. I, I, I'm just over it. And I'm not the only Jeff fan out there who is done yeah. with that. I get it. You guys are losing. But, yeah, you guys are losing. But, Chris, all right. So It's like how you Eagles fans felt with Chip Kelly, you know, when he started doing bad. It's kind of just like of course. Uh, I, enough is enough. Understand. You just know. You well, just we had kn- three years of him. Yeah, but you just know when someone's not going to pan out. You just have yeah, a feel. I, and I, I'm I, getting I, that. a helpless feeling. And I'm getting that feeling from him. It. Despite the in- I just, I don't feel it. All right, so to you, will any of these coaches be fired before the end of the season? Oh, yeah. I think, I think. Freddie Kitchens will keep his job. Okay. Um, Gates will definitely get fired. I, not this week, but I think a couple weeks of Sam Darnold playing, and if they continue to struggle, they'll, they'll get rid of him. Because you know what? Not Joe Douglas's guy. He might be friends, but Joe Douglas might have Screw a guy he wants to bring in. At that point. Business, no, 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 but business. I'm saying. I know, oh, yeah, yeah. Some people, think, some people think, oh, they're friends. He might not push him out, but nah, it's not I'll his guy. I'll push him out. I'll push him out. Let me just slide something in here on the back end of this yeah. real quick. Go ahead, slide. When you as a team... When you go in and you commit to a head coach, you know what? Let's just not make it about football. Let's just make it about life for a second. When I go in and I hire an employee, if I hire an employee and I'm hiring at him at a, at a base salary that the NFL coaches make, right? My, my employee's making millions of dollars. Would I fire him after the first six weeks being on the job? Or, you know, you could say the coach so. is on beyond the, the season. They're in there in training camp and everything. Mm-hmm. Fine. But do I think that that the, through these six weeks 
with the plethora of talent that the Jets have or the lack of their the lack thereof. Yeah. That he deserves to be fired? No. Because when you commit to a head coach, you're committing to a playbook, to a philosophy, to a culture, hopefully. So if you do that, if you're truly committing to that, and you truly believe that you're a contending team, you have to stick with your guy no matter what. Whether it's Adam Gase, the Jets' first option maybe, or it's Frank Vogel, the Los Angeles Lakers have their third option. Los Angeles Lakers can't go in the season and fire Frank Vogel even though he was their third, their their public third choice because when you hire a coach, you're expecting a, a vision to pan out, yep. let's be honest. On just six weeks. Just to say one thing, I get what you're saying, but the one difference is to what you're saying, the one flaw is Joe Douglas, who is the, the GM, didn't get to say, this is my guy. He didn't conduct yeah, the interviews. That. No, yeah, but I'm but saying, that's why it's different, right? Because here's the thing. You could be an, a, a, a boss, but then you could come in new and you could see this guy and maybe the other boss like this guy, but you know what? I think you're crap. I don't think you're a good worker. I don't have to keep you. I didn't hire you. I don't see what that guy saw. And that's the thing. That, this is why the whole thing the Jets did was just so backwards. Because you get the coach, then you fire your GM, and now it's like Joe Douglas might have been like, I don't want to work with Adam Gates. But now you're right. Like, do you, do you do you cut him after six weeks? Do you release him and eat that salary? Like, you're not going to find a coach right now. You have mm-hmm. to wait till the end of the season. So so what happens? It's the whole thing the Jets did what, what was backwards. It was just a bad yeah, hire from bad. Gates. If, if you're going to fire your GM... You fire him first, and then you fire your coach, and you do it together. That's of course. that's just the way to do it. G- Gase hired the guy who's going to fire him. So think of it like that. Look, right. So who would you think? Do any of these guys get no, fired? No, I don't think either of them get fired. Okay. I think yeah, it's I, I don't think they get fired before the end of the season. But I think no. Gaze will eventually get fired. Yeah. That's all I need to hear. Yeah. That's I great. All right, guys. Let's move on. Let's go to the next topic. Let's go to more secure waters. Let's go to more, you know, Waters that the boat isn't isn't sinking as much. The boat isn't rocking. Let's go over to San Francisco. All right. Ooh, so as San a, Francisco. a San Francisco. So guys, we already know the other undefeated team in the league. The Patriots are Super Bowl contenders for sure. But in the NFC, the Niners are the number one seed de facto as of now. So I want to ask you guys, looking at San Francisco, they're a, f- a, a fourth of the way through their regular season schedule. Do you see them as contenders, or do you need to see more, or do you think that this team is just a hoax? And honestly, I have to say the thing I'm most impressed about is the San Francisco's D-line. Is the 49ers, they're really good at creating pressure. And, you know, you got to evaluate them against the other talent that's in the league, especially against the other quarterbacks they'll be chasing, there is a lot of mobile guys who can move a lot in, in most of the teams that they're going to be facing, right? Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, Carson Wentz, Dak Prescott, just just four off the top of my head that are really good at moving, but you've got a top three pick on your D-line in Nick Bosa, right? And, you know, I'm sure you were eating up his Baker Mayfield slander on Monday that. night. I'm sure you loved I mean, everybody's going after Baker, but... Man, this team is impressive, and I like how Richard Sherman is the vet. Even though I thought he kind of overreacted this past weekend, he kind of idiot. He, now te- he has to he, issue an apology. He he seems to overreact a lot of times when the public spotlight falls on him. Yeah. But he misses the public spotlight, right? He does ever since the Crabtree game. Mm-hmm. But but I like how he's the veteran presence in that in that secondary because on the field that's very important, you know. And I like how their offense is developing not as much around their wideouts, but around their passing running backs and their tight ends. You got Kittle, you got Tevin Coleman, you got Matt Breda, and that's a pretty explosive offense. Mm-hmm. So I have to say, it's going to be a very interesting um, NFC West this this upcoming season. Uh, it, it is. You know? And, like, John, what do you think? Because I'm interested uh, in what you have to say on the, the I, Niners. Dude, would, are you not sold on I'm that? I'm not sold on them. Because, one, they haven't played anybody. They've played uh, the Tampa Bay Bucks. 
Week one, 31 to 17, they beat them. Congrats. Nice. Now you go to Cincinnati. Cincinnati, they may not even be an NFL team anymore. Okay? They might be the same high school team that's back in my hometown. They beat them 41 to 17. Now, let's go to the Steelers. Oh, okay. Ben Roethlisberger. Oh, wait. He's not playing. Okay. Now you barely beat them 24 to 20, and you had five turnovers in that game. Whip-de-doo. And then you go in the bye week, right? And then you come back and you beat the Browns. But that you was had a, a bye week but to that, prepare for them. But that, they w- suck. but that was an impressive game. The it Browns was. previously blank. Please Previously did a good job on the Ravens, so you had to think okay, going in that I game. Get it. Yes, the, yeah, they did a good job, but the the Browns are the Browns. The, listen, Kyle Shanahan's a really, really good coach, but I'm not sold on this team yet. Unless until they say they beat the Rams, right? They play mm-hmm. the Rams Week Six in L in L A. It's a little short drive for them. I'll be more impressed, and I'll I'll give them more respect. Okay. But right now, mm-mm, I'm not buying them to be Super Bowl contenders. Okay. Absolutely not. Okay. Right. Right now, what do you think their ceiling is? You think they make the playoffs? Or are you confident? No, they're not. They're not even going to make. The you playoffs. don't think they, You think that they have a, a dive? All right, yeah. Chris. What do you think about the Niners? I think <clears throat> this was a team coming into the season that I I liked the potential. I liked him last year. I I, I like Jimmy G. I like Kyle Shanahan. I love his creativity. Doesn't get enough credit. A lot of people want to talk about the young, sexy coach. Not a lot of people talk about Kyle Shanahan what he has to offer. He's, he's become he's sexy, and he's right. been doing it a lot. All right. He's been doing it a few years longer. That Sean McVay has done, and did it as the OC with the Falcons. But yeah. I don't think I'd go as far as to say they're Super Bowl contenders because I think this is like, you know, we love to overreact on things, right? Everyone loves to overreact about the Gardner midshoe train, right? Let's look at the playoff picture. You know what the sixth seed is right now in the AFC? It's the Oakland Raiders. In these Raiders, the Oakland Raiders. Yeah. Oh, my they're God. They're the sixth seed. Yeah, but they're three and two. The Niners are four and oh. No, no, I'm saying, but are the Oakland Raiders going to be the sixth seed when the season's all no. said and done? No. Will the 49ers be the number two, one seed in the NFC when the year is all said and done? No. No way. But I do think they can make the playoffs. They could win the division if they keep playing this well. I think, they, if anything, they'll be a wild card team because teams like the Falcons have kind of just not been playing up to standards. The Saints, you never know with them right now. They've been playing well, but with no Drew Brees, can they fall off? Panthers aren't there. Um, the Rams haven't played that great. So maybe That's the, the interesting thing. So maybe they could get this you know, momentum going, but John's right. They haven't really played... Anybody well, even if they lose to the Rams this week, if they w- if they lose by a touchdown or three points, it's a close game. I'd be impressed with them. Mm-hmm. I don't think I think they. I don't think they're a a Super Bowl contending team, but so far they're a sneaky team. Now I wouldn't be surprised if they made the playoffs because they've been doing everything right so far. Mm-hmm. And you know what? They don't have the biggest playmakers like these other teams have, right? Like you think of the 49ers, who's their who's their top playmaker? Kittle. Kittle. Their tight end. Yeah. Right, yeah, sure, the Chiefs have that with Kelsey, but you still have Hill. You have Damian Williams. They just got Tevin Coleman back. And let's not forget, they're going to get Jarek McKinney back to some point this year. Ah, no, they won't. He's out, he's out for season again. Not for the season. He's eligible to return. Hmm. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure he's, they made him I, eligible to return. I, I don't know. He's don't eligible. Know, he, 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 I'm pretty sure they I'm, put him on the short one where he's eligible to return. Really? After yeah. like week eight or something, yeah. right? Okay, I hope you're right. But not even without McKinnon. Coleman and Burrito have done a fine job. They have. They've produced points in these games that they've played. I wouldn't sleep. I wouldn't sleep. I would not I sleep, sleep on the on the 49ers. Yeah, because it is really hard to to blow a 4-0 start, right? No matter what, you can't take those four wins against the team, and they're bound to get more down the stretch. So we'll just have to see. That division will be very interesting, though, because it's unlikely that all three Seahawks, Rams, and Niners make the playoffs. But, guys, let's move on to our next topic, a topic I think we're all pretty excited about, and I think that a lot of media has been buzzing because people have been tre- checking the draft receipts. 
People have been checking qualities of drafts. <laughs> and, you know, we're two years removed from the 2017 NFL draft, and that has one of the deepest running back classes in years. I just want to go down this list real quick of the few of the top picks in that draft. Leonard Fournette, Christian McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook, Joe Mixon, Alvin Kamara, Kareem Hunt, James Conner, Tariq Cohen, Marlon Mack, Aaron Jones, Chris Carson. And then, undrafted, you have Austin Eckler and Matt Breda. I'm looking down that list. you got a lot of big names, a lot of fantasy names on that list. So, I just wanted to ask you guys, if you could go back and rank the top five running backs in this draft, what would be your rankings and why? And I just have to start and say that i got to start off with the two guys who are the best dual threat backs in this league. I'm going number one, McCaffrey, and number two, Alvin Kamara. Yeah, I, think, I think we could agree that's probably... That's probably that all of our one-two? Yeah, I think that's, that's, that's my one-two. That's that's one one gets shaky. That one gets a little that's shaky. Gets a little weird. So let's go around. We'll, we'll give each number and go yeah. around. All right, so, so let's go number three. So for number three, I mean, this is tough, and... The Kareem Hunt situation puts a lot of twist on this because, you know, he's not playing this season until, you know, his suspension is lifted. So we don't know where he stands. But at the moment, I got to give the nod to Leonard Fournette at number two. Despite number, da- three. Three, number three. Number three. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Um, despite Dalvin Cook's really good season this season, this is his breakout year, right? Number one running back. Leonard Fournette has consistently been a, an engine for the Jaguars' offense. Even when they haven't had a Gardner Minshew, they haven't had a good passing game, Leonard Fournette has anchored that team. So that's my number three. What about you guys? All right. I'm going to say Christian McCaffrey, Alvin Kamara, obviously one and two. Number three, my computer says Falcon Cook. I really mean Dalvin Cook. All right, <laughs> stupid autocorrect. But Dalvin Cook. Number four, James Conner. No, no, no. We're just going to go. No. Just, oh, just by, yeah. just by my apologies. By okay, so I, I agree, three. John. I, I think Dalvin Cook will go number three for me. I'm thinking about Dalvin Cook from the perspective of he's healthy this year. Look what he's doing. He was healthy his first year before he went down. Look what he was doing. Mm-hmm. Last year wasn't 100% healthy, but what, towards the end of the season when he started getting healthy, he was at an elite level. I think the best is still yet to come from Dalvin Cook. Oh, me too. I, I don't think he's peaked. Right, right. And, I'm talk- and I'm thinking about potential in the future. I like Dalvin Cook number three, too, as my. Dalvin okay. Cook would be my number four. Okay. So if we're going to the number fours, you made all the best points, and with this season him being the leading in rusher, leading rusher in the league, I got to go with Dalvin Cook at number four. Okay. Number four for me is James Conner. Mm. Mm. I, I really like James Conner. To be honest, I, I really like his story. Who, who doesn't really like his of story, course. right? But the fact that he was able to take over for Le'Veon Bell, and it seemed like that offense didn't miss a beat without mm-hmm. Le'Veon Bell when James Conner was playing, and I really like how he's turned into a good option in the passing game, yeah. which I did not expect to happen. I'm going to go with uh, Joe Mixon. Okay. I, I really, really like Joe it's Mixon. Okay. I like when he gets the ball. No argument. You know, he could run. He could receive out of the backfield. He's not having the best year right now, but <clears throat> I guarantee you, this is a hot take. <clears throat> Mixon's oh going to be part of this offense for a while. Yeah. Once they get things going, he's going to be a big key for this offense. When well, the I don't know if that's a hot take. I well, agree with you. With no, that. but I'm saying some people be like, oh, he's not really, you know. Once this offense figures it out, He's going to get it going. He's going to be a big reason why. I, I, I really like Mixon. I'm kind of upset he's not having a great year this year because mm-hmm. I think he... When he's at the top of his game, like he he plays to a way with like you know the elite guys in yeah. the league to play at. How funny is it? I hate to bring this up, but I'm going to. Uh, what he did in college has not even been mentioned since he's been a pro because one, he's in Cincinnati, and two, right? Like, what the hell has he done so far? Isn't that kind of weird? I don't know. People let things go. Yeah, right. people, I guess people that think so. But anyway. Yeah. All right. So my number five, and this kind of shows how like different our lists are because I'm pretty sure, like, like I don't have Joe Mixon here. I, my number five is Chris Carson. 
And like, oh, and I, I, I love Carson. That's so tough. Chris Carson. Wow. Now, now he this season has been a little rough with ball security. He's say, had some fumbles this season. But if you study Chris Carson since 2017, the amount of production that he puts out for the Seattle Seahawks is really quality. And like, I, I, I think that it's it's tough. I'm kind of pulling hairs at this point because you know we have so many guys on this list who are so valuable for their teams. But Chris Carson is. Probably the most valuable out of the rest of the guys I had to select at number five for the Seahawks. I think he's really a bailout option for Russell yeah. Wilson, and he can do both. He can he can be a traditional running back, but he can run those bubbles out of the backfield, and I, I really like that out of him. I, I don't really like the Chris Carson because, like you said, he fumbles way too much, and he he, he actually gets benched kind of often for too much for he my He does. Liking. They're a committee. They're definitely a committee yeah. team. And Pete Carroll's an old-school coach. Yeah. yeah. It's, it, you know, well, like, Connors fumbles a little bit too, but – Tomlin's not going to ever take him out, yeah. yeah. But for my number five, I have Austin Eckler. Oh, man, yeah, I, really? And I, if I was a Chargers, bye, Melvin. Hello, Austin. I'm paying you $350,000. You're my starter. Bye, Melvin. Let me get a second or third round pick for you, and thank you. I'll catch that. Wouldn't end. have been bad. All right. Not a bad strategy. now Austin Eckler, now he's kind of taking a lot or taking a back seat. Like, I know he's still the starter technically, but We'll not, find out more this week, especially. Yeah, yeah. And that, that's that sucks because Melvin Gordon is not that much better mm-hmm. than Austin Eckler. If anything, I'd rather have Austin Eckler than I would Melvin debate Gordon. that. I think I, Melvin I think we Gordon have to, is a different tier. Really? Yeah, I think Melvin Gordon well. plays, wow. he's a top-tier running back. Mm, I don't know about top-tier. He's pretty good. He's pretty good. I'll, I'll give it to you, um, sure. I got three guys I'm tied up for number five. One would be Carson, who I like. Damn it, Chris. Uh, and that just defeats the purpose of the I'm list. Pick, <laughs> I, I'm Chris is top seven. I'm instead. telling you who I'm tied with. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick one of them. I'm uh, telling you that I have uh, three guys that I could fit. Carson would be one of those guys. Fournette, but I'm not a big Fournette guy. I think he I actually— I can't believe I had Fournette, I had Fournette I on my third, Fournette, and neither of you picked Fournette. I think Fournette's actually one of the most overrated players in the NFL You know, he had right 225 now. yards in his last game, right? That's cool. That's good. Um, but you know what? I'm going to go with this guy because he's been playing really well this year. i got to give it to Marlon Mack at a ah. USF. Punk. He, that, was my, that was my number five B. Yeah. Oh, Marlon Mack, come on. I really like, I what, Marlon, Marlon I really like what he's been he's doing. Nice. He's also pretty good in, in, in as a receiver out of the backfield, yeah. too. But they all like these guys are, man. They're yeah, all just, really good. I mean, and you know what? The the Eagles, they traded up for... Uh, Donnell Pumphrey, yeah. right? please don't remind me. They trade up for Donnell Pumphrey. That guy has me blocked on Twitter. And, that punk. Yeah. And you know unbelievable. What, and the thing is, there's other guys on this list we didn't even talk about. Like like Aaron Jones, drafted 182. Yeah. Four touchdowns last but, week, right? Yeah. Matt Burita, undrafted, part of that nice tandem. Kareem Hunt, for for Christ's sake. Sure. Just, just, with, just without the suspension, how amazing and dynamic Tariq, he was. Tariq Cohen, one night he's, he's... Yeah, the joystick. The joystick. I just have a, I just have a point about this. Mm. This just shows us just how... How young running backs are, how low their shelf life is, and how few. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and how you can just you can just find a diamond in the rough, yeah. and especially if you have a strong O line or a guy who can both pass and rush for you, that's that's super strong. And, I, and, and to build off of that, the guy who's ranked fourth, who was drafted fourth overall on this list, you had him. Number three, three, and we didn't even have him in our top five. We had guys who were drafted, you know, in four I, or five I rounds had an out of him. Guy. An undrafted guy, yeah. yeah. But I mean, Chris Carson was 249. Yeah. Guess what, guys? A guy in the 2017 draft who's not even on this list, but he has a Super Bowl rank. Guess who it is? Corey Clement. Corey Clement. <laughs> How crazy is that? The Super Bowl hero, Corey Clement. Yeah, whatever. I, 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 don't, I hate to brag. Yeah. He's on the skins now, right? Corey Clement? No. You're That's thinking Wendell, Wendell Smallwood. Oh, Small. I always mix up the two. Wendell Smallwood is 2016 draft. Yeah, okay. But 
Corey Clement, that's weird. Like how much of an impact he made on a Super Bowl being undrafted, mm-hmm. and he's in that same class, yeah. right? But let's move on, ladies and gentlemen, to my topic of the day. I don't know if you guys saw it. Drew kind of missed it. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, you <laughs> missed the missed. shot. The bro. shot? The shot. You, missed right? the shot you missed the shot, You missed the shot, okay? And I can't believe you don't have faith in Trey Burke either. <laughs> but anyway. So, Matisse yeah, Matisse so anyway, Ben Simmons finally made a three-point shot. Is he Yeah, clap it up. Yeah. Round of applause for the Australian boy. But anyway, he made a three-point shot against the Hanjong Long Lions of the Chinese Basketball League. Oh, All right. okay. Was, that makes was, sense. Sweet, that makes sense exactly. why he made one. But it was a sweet stroke, nothing but net. That Will, was Smith, to, Will that, Smith would be proud. That set the final. That set the score at the end of the first half to wait for it, Chris. 82-41 to 41 in okay, favor of the but Sixers. Listen, hold on. <laughs> Does this mean he's finally going to unleash his three-point shot? <laughs> for me, I think it will be, and I'm so happy because oh. he doesn't even have to make it. Just shoot it. Just act like you can make it. And if you make someone every once in a while, what did he do? Now, when you miss the shot, it's a nice little easy rebound back in layup for Joel Embiid and Al Horford now. That's a nice little assist without getting an assist. All right? Mm. So, I'm happy about it. I know all you punks are going to say, oh, you guys overreacted because he shot a three-point <laughs> shot. But listen, you haven't sweat the sweat that we've had. You haven't cried the tears that we've cried. All right? You haven't shed blood, the blood that we've shed. Oh, <laughs> all right. Yeah, but all right. This don't is be a big too dramatic. Deal. Uh, Drew, did you did you see the shot afterwards? Yes. Let's have an unbiased opinion. Did it really look like that nice of a shot? It, no, well, it was okay. No, it's so, not that good of a so, shot, but it still went. So it's, it's so it's at the end of the half. Joel Embiid basically has to scream at Ben to take it, and Ben does take a good shot. It's not like a Tim Tebow throw type form. He takes a good shot. He's about two feet beyond the arc, so it's deeper. It's not really a contested shot. So here's my opinion. Despite what Adam Cornelli says. <laughs> here's here's my opinion on this, right? Is that John, it is important that he makes the threes and not doesn't just act like he has to make the threes because in the playoffs spacing is important. But he'll Spa- make he'll make the wide open ones though. Hopefully. Now see this preseason shot. This preseason warm ups. This preseason shot. No, but that's when he has a warm a wide open shot like he will in the game. This though. preseason shot does not excite me because one, I've seen Ben make plenty of shots in the preseason at at pickup games, at whatnot. When sure. I know he can shoot the three, I know he can make it. He's probably done it all the time in his backyard. The important thing is that this leads to him shooting at a clip above 30% for the season. What matters to me is not any individual Ben Simmons shot. It's that Ben Simmons, for the entire NBA season, the 82 games, averages 30, 31, 32% from the line. So that when you get to the playoffs, the opposing point guard of the other team has to guard him up close. So when you're playing the Boston Celtics, Marcus Smart isn't just sitting in the paint doubling Joel Embiid and Al Horford. He's up on Ben Simmons because he's worried about him striking from deep. That's the important part for me. And that's why a preseason shot against the Long John Silvers of the Chinese Basketball Association. The Long Lions. <laughs> the Long Lions. Oh, whoa. They looked like Lions last night, doubled, doubled by point total in uh-huh. the, the first half. 
it's more important for him to have that percentage to scare opposing teams on the scout sheet rather than whatever this this BS is at this point. I mean, oh my god, I wanted to delete the Twitter app yesterday. Like every <laughs> single Sixers fan, Ben Simmons is the best. Like, no, I've seen Chad at a. Uh, Pearson McGonagall from AKL shoot better three pointers in intramural games. Eat these words. Then, you guys gonna ruin then, this then day. Ben Simmons did. Guess what? Congratulations, you made a shot. Guess what? Drew's right. He's probably done that all the time in warmups. I've seen videos of him That's doing cool, it in warmups. But he didn't do it in do it in a real game in a, against a real NBA team, not as as uh, Drew's calling them, the Long John Silvers, right? Like do this in a real game. Do this in a game that matters. I don't think he will. You don't uh, think he will? No. You want to make a bet right here, right now? We're both 21. <laughs> we <laughs> can do it. Like, what's, what, what's the bet? Like, do I think Ben Simmons is going to try to make threes no, this no, year? No, no, You said he won't make a three, right? I think he's going to attempt them, but, like, let's okay, not but, be real. But he's is not he going to make a three this regular season? I mean, it, you could do an over-under on the amount of threes if you guys wanted no, to. Don't, no, don't. No, I had such an easy bet. <laughs> no. And now you had a rule. I, uh, I, I don't think he's going to... Do like by I mean do it in the regular season. I mean I don't think he's gonna shoot as much as you guys think he is. Like cool, he shot a three. No, he's, he's not. not but the question is, is he gonna start unleashing the three ball this year? That was the question. That's the question. Yeah. Is no, he gonna he's not. It? Okay. Maybe fine. he'll shoot fifteen or twenty three point shots this year. Okay, let's set a number. All right. High thirty. Thirty. Fine. I'll give you thirty. Make or make or attempt. Attempt. I'm attempt. Attempt. Under. I'm, I'm going over. I'll go under thirty. I'm going over. 30. Under thirty. I, I okay. would go. I would go over. He has yeah. to go over, or else it's all for naught. Okay. If he doesn't Fine. go over, then there's still no issue of Ben Simmons has making he, three. How many has he shot his whole career? Zero. Eighteen, and he's missed. And he's missed all of them. I thought he. I thought he shot zero. He shot three. He's not eighteen. No, he's no, he's only shot. He's shot eighteen. Three balls. He's eight, sure. no. I don't think he. Three I think pointers. it's like three or five. Yeah. Really? It's like super low. I could have swore it was 18. No. And he's made zero. He right. shot like f- maybe even. Well, I'm probably wrong then. My apologies. I don't know. I'll look it up right now. Okay, look it up right now. You introduce the next topic. I'll okay. look it up. So the next topic is which team do you have more confidence in moving forward? The Eagles or the Cowboys? The Eagles are coming off a two game winning streak against the Packers on Thursday night against those crappy Jets week six or week five, excuse me. And the Cowboys are coming off of two. Pretty bad losses. One against the Saints. The second one going up against the Packers. Mm-hmm. For me, obviously, I'm going to go with the Eagles because I don't think the Cowboys are going to be that lethal team that we all, or not we all, because I definitely didn't do this, but a lot of people crown them to be the best team in the NFC, and I don't think that they'll be the best team in the NFC when we look at the end of the season. Chris, you have the stat for he, Ben Simmons. He, according to uh, BasketballReference.com, yeah. his three PA, which is three point, yeah, attempts, point one each season. Okay, so that's so like one. It's like that's like one basically. Well, that's just you know? a, that's no, 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 no. no but what's his career? What's his career like? Three point percentage is yeah. No, it, no, 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 not three mm. point percentage. Hold on, Ben's all right. I don't. You, it, mm, Drew, I'm, I'm looking it up. It doesn't show like how many threes he took. It should be. That's what I'm saying. So I don't attempts. think he's attempted 17 three pointers. Oh, 17. So Chris was who was who said, said 18? 18? You said 18. So you Where were right. You that? Look up Ben Simmons three pointers attempted. I'm Damn. looking at the stats. It doesn't people say always ser- also search for Luka Doncic, Joel Embiid, and Kendall Jenner. <laughs> nice, nice. But yeah, he's over. He's never. Made he, he's over 17. Yeah. So so okay. so even without this three point hype, Ben already attempted 17. So Chris, That's you might you might want to not want to put money on that under. That's what I'm saying so. Seventeen hey. in two seasons. Seven. He's played three, hasn't he? Three, three seasons. But really played two. 
I don't know. I just think that I'll take, it's okay. I, 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 I'm comfortable still taking my under All right, that's fine. That's fine. It's perfectly fine. All right, but Drew, which team do you have more confidence so in? So your reasoning forward? behind the Eagles, behind you having more faith in the Eagles, is because the Cowboys are going to underwhelm expectations. Yeah, and I think the Eagles are not going to be underwhelming. I then, think the Eagles have a favorable schedule to end the year, right? Now they have to take three straight games on the road in Minnesota, in Dallas, and then at Buffalo. I believe that's those how are, the Those order. are three really good defenses. Yeah, those are three good defenses. But I think the Eagles, right, if they come out of one and, one and two, two and one out of that, they'll be in good shape. But then they have the rest of the season on their road games, right, will be at the Giants, at the Redskins, and then at Miami. That's nothing. Mm-hmm. Like only Miami is a, is a flight. And then – the Giants and the yeah. Redskins, they're just a bus drive away. I don't know. I just, like, I don't know. Like, I, I, like, I want to be unbiased and be like, oh, the Eagles, because the yeah, Cowboys haven't looked good is, against, yeah. against good teams. But, like, I look at the Eagles, and they have serious weaknesses. Like, they have they issues, they right? Do. They do, but I think the Cowboys, listen, just something always goes on with the Cowboys. Now Dak Prescott's getting exposed. He's got that contract over his mind now. I, I don't think he's getting exposed. Lawrence is getting fat. He, <laughs> Dak just threw for his career high in yardage last three week. interceptions. Yeah, right. But I would only fall him for one, and we ah, established this. Now we're doing that. Okay. But like, I'm just saying, like, like I, I don't want to pick the Cowboys, but I'm going to because like they're they're a team that's set up for success, and the only thing that can go wrong is them beating themselves. Like and that's I think they straight will, up. Though. Yeah. So if you think they'll beat themselves, yeah, but like. Do I think that the Philadelphia Eagles can beat a top team in the NFC? Like, probably not unless they, just, they get lucky. They just beat the Packers. Who just beat your team? But, like, I don't think that, like, in, in a playoff game that they can. Like, I think that they have to – it's going to have to – things are going to have to go really right for the Eagles to win those types of games. Like, so things had can. to go really right on the, on the Packers game. Packers Packers are one stupid a la Pete Carroll so, call so, away from tying up that game yeah. and going into overtime, so, then winning a coin flip and getting the first touchdown. So why do you have more confidence in the Cowboys than the Eagles? Because of their, their lack of weaknesses versus the Eagles. When the, when I when I see the Eagles play a good team like this week against the Vikings, like I think they have to outscore them because their secondary is so bad. Okay, let's just call call the weaknesses out. Listen, because they had the Panera employees yeah. in the secondary, right? <laughs> so that's obviously a weakness, but that Panera Bread is going to need their employees back, okay? Yeah. And when Jalen Mills comes back, Craven LeBlanc comes back, Ronald Darby comes back, but those those, those corner, guys are going to come those guys back have, and be serviceable. But those guys have already proven that they're still shaky even when the That's team why I said is serviceable, healthy. not good. That they're not good. That you still have a weakness in the secondary. Yeah, you but still it's not as glaring of a weakness. Like for instance, if you secure Jalen Ramsey, which God knows what's going I don't on with think that. They will. Apparently I not. And if you secure Jalen Ramsey, maybe I pick the Eagles in this situation because I'm like, I can see that the, how the Eagles could beat a team with their defense. Uh-huh. I can see how the Cowboys, despite the poor defensive showing they had last week, I can see them beating a team with their defense. I do not see that with the Philadelphia Eagles. Mm-hmm. I think they have to face a poor offensive team like the Bears, like last season in the playoff game where the final score is what, like 15 to to. 10. 10 or whatever, Six, yeah, 12, 15, whatever. It was, a, it was some stupid score because the Eagles can't play a, a team with high offensive pro- proficiency and shut them down, in my okay. opinion. I get it. So that's why I'm picking the Cowboys. We, I didn't even let Chris talk on that segment. So, Chris, who do you have <clears throat> more confidence in moving forward, the Eagles or the Cowboys? I got to go with the Cowboys. I just yeah, think yeah, I, I just think the the playmakers they have on both sides of the ball outweigh the playmakers the the uh, the Eagles have. And I don't like like the, don't get me wrong. The Eagles smacked the Jets the other day, but like 
I didn't think they played their best football against a team they should have beat. No, they didn't. That was a slow offensive game. Carson should have been a lot more dominant. I think it was on purpose to a degree. Sure, but like because they didn't really want to show what they got, especially with the Cowboys coming up and now the Vikings. I don't know because I think now the Cowboys are going to try to beat the Jets up pretty bad. I think the Eagles were really just overlooking the Jets. I hate to say it, but I think they were just over. Yeah, they were, and you know what? Sometimes you got to beat up on those bad teams and show what you got. Did you have to pay those bets out, by the way, Chris? No, I didn't. No, because no Sam, no Sam Darnold. I, yeah. I, I'm not. A, I'm not going to think Luke Fox going to beat them. Yeah, right. You know, but uh, I think the the Cowboys. Be very just, Adam Carnally of you, if you did. Yeah, I. Uh, the Cowboys just their their front seven. I think it's better than the Eagles. I think their offensive line is better than the Eagles. Um, and Dak Prescott's played better than Carson Wentz has so far this year. Whether that's going to stay the same, whether that's going to change, it's true. You don't know, but Dak Prescott has played better than Carson Wentz has uh, this year. It's I true. Don't think so. It's absolutely. I have I Carson on my so. fantasy. I, I also have Carson. Oh, that's fantasy. No, but I'm looking at stats. No, no, but I'm stuff. saying if you have a guy on fantasy, if you guys, if you, I watch every Eagles game too. But if you have a guy on fantasy, you are a lot more inclined to to analyze <laughs> his stats and what he's doing point by point. And like I, I am telling you that that I am emotionally invested in Carson Wentz, and I've been disappointed to I, an extent. I would this agree. I, I think Dak has. Not saying Dak is the better quarterback That's overall, but, but so far has... this year, Dak Prescott from the games I've okay. watched and seen, uh-huh. which is all of them, I've seen all their games so far, both teams. Okay. Dak Prescott's impressed me more than Carson Wentz. Really, has. that's that's kind of weird that you say that because Carson Wentz has had to deal with crazy amount of drops, and I know Dak has too. But there's a stat by PFF they came out and said that Carson Wentz has had to throw to the tightest windows. Throughout the entire NFL, so that's supposed to make me think that he's a better quarterback because of that well, stat. Well, like, no, that's just supposed to say that like he's not dealing with the same type of receivers right. as every but, other team is in the league, but th- right? And they're still absent of Deshaun Jackson, right? Right? And if it wasn't for Nelson Aguilar's stupid drop against the Falcons, right? And because of JJR Sega Whiteside, that punk does not deserve his right pronunciation of his name. If it wasn't for his drop. The Eagles are undefeated right now. And it's a bunch and I, of, I know we're doing a bunch of ifs, but I'm just saying you got to really count that if because there is a ju- an adjusted percentage. When that percentage is knocked in, you looked at Carson Wentz's stats. His stats are obviously I, better. I, I get what you're saying, and you did admit you're saying a bunch of what ifs, but like those didn't happen, and it, it looks it looks upon the quarterback that I'm affects saying. his stat not line. That I, affects how he you looks. Dak has had injuries the, too. Dak has had Dak has had drops and fumbles and, and I didn't say Prescott's a better quarterback overall than Carson. I'm saying right now, maybe when Deshaun comes back, maybe when there's more you know chemistry between the receivers at the end of the year, maybe Wentz is a better quarterback. But right now, through the first five weeks of the season, I think Dak Prescott you, has played better than you Carson. You know what Lawrence. I didn't even mention. You know what I didn't mention for this two hours that I've been on with your annoying ass. Dak didn't even play with either of his starting tackles um, on that Packers game. Wow. And you know it. And wow. you know it. Yeah, Both his yeah, blind yeah. side and his front yeah, side. Guess what? Exposed by whatever guess no, what? whoever number 69, 68, that white dude, I don't even know his name, and Cameron <laughs> Fleming over on the left tackle wow. side. You don't got either of those starters over there. Not Lyle Collins, not Tyron Smith. And he still had his highest passing yards, and he still and had, a lot of turnovers, and he still had two faults, two faults of receivers rather than. But he also threw passes where they should have been picked off. Don't yes, get, don't forget yes, about I that. agree. He was killing me. He was giving me gray hairs. Yeah. But like Chris is right, there are more playmakers on Dallas. We're talking about Demarcus Lawrence being fat. Okay, if good. Demarcus Lawrence turns it around, the Dallas defense is completely That's different. Fine. Think that the Cowboys have more playmakers? That's perfect because that even just 
adds fuel to the fire for what I'm saying. I know. They're that's what the Eagles disappoint. need is fuel yeah, to the fire. Yeah, listen. Just, they're just going to disappoint. All right. Mind. We got to wrap this up, fellas. So we do. We do. It's time to go with our Thursday night picks. Okay. Uh, I don't even think why we're doing this. It's Patriots. Patriots, Patriots, Patriots. All right, let's go with our best bet, right? I had a couple of them, but I saw this one and it's enticing. All right. Give me the Seahawks minus one and a half points on the road against Cleveland. Cleveland? (laughs) I can't believe it. Hey, you know what? That's a a layup. So I'll give another one. Give me the Chiefs minus five and the over in that game. Okay, oh, man. I think big bounce back week for the Chiefs. Oh, oh man, oh man, oh man. This week's <laughs> this week's lines they're interesting for okay. sure. Um, you all got one? Yeah. I got one. You sure? I got one. Right. I'm taking the Bengals plus eleven. I think the Bengals. I think the Bengals have been like really put down and really. People are saying, you know, they're not a real team, this and that. Mm-hmm. I think that they have the the potential, especially against a division rival, to lose the game by less than 11 points. Okay. That's why this is a big bet. But whenever my process, it's always going down. It's always looking at, is there a landslide game like the, the Browns and the Seahawks, right, that, you know, is an obvious pick? Or is there just an extremely vaulted line because of the team's reputation that could be limited because they do something surprising? Like, I think the Bengals are a team that are not, they're not going to go 0-16 this season, so they have to at some point win or remain competitive. So I'd have to say that's my bet of the week. Honestly, there's a, I, I like a lot of them this week. There, there are pretty juicy ones, but there are bad games in general. There's not a lot of good matches. The but, Saints and the Jaguars, like that's a that's, yeah, a, that's a minus that's one. A, yeah, that's nuts. I really like the Cowboys to really kick the Jets' ass. Like minus seven for Dallas. That's yeah. all they're getting. Yeah. Are you kidding me? I know Sam Darnold's back, but that spleen is no way. That's a hundred percent. The Jets aren't covering. They don't yeah, have. They don't have Mosley. No I'm taking the I'm taking the Cowboys to win double seven. I. I I can't. Even, I want. Yeah. I want to fight with you. I want to talk trash yeah. to Drew and tell him how bad the Cowboys suck and how the Jets are going to beat him. But, but no, no. The Cowboys CJ are coming Mosley? off a loss, right? No. The Cowboys are coming off a loss. Don't be hungry. Man. Michael Gallup and Amari Cooper will both yeah. have over 100 receiving yards. Yeah, CJ Mosley's yeah. out. Still. No Mosley. Yeah, it, it's just going to be a bad game. But all right, that's all the time we have today. Thank you for listening to Philly versus the World. This is John Iliano with Chris Kosky and Drew Bishop signing off.